Welcome to the Become Limitless podcast. Welcome back to the Become Limitless podcast. This week's episode, as I mentioned last week, will be on my Ironman race. I've done it. We've completed. I've completed the Ironman race. So I wanted to go through my just a recap of the race, um, the lead up to it, and obviously the couple of days following and what I've done and the mental side so how and I want to just cover that and how I'm able to recover as quickly as I possibly can or maybe even more so than I normally would because I'm working on the mental game as well as a physical game physical physical game sorry about that so I wanted to give you some of those tips and tricks and hacks that I use during the race before the race and after the race that hopefully you can apply to your lives for whatever you're doing that might be difficult so we'll get straight into it so before the race I um, have a couple rituals so this is, this is the morning of a couple of days before the race you, you're up there you're racking your bike you're checking in you're doing all those things setting up your transition stuff so normal normal stuff for any race even if an Ironman just a little bit more set up obviously because you're going to be out there a little bit longer but before the race I woke up in the morning and I did a meditation and I really focused on my results so you know your visualizations and all those kind of things you're wiring firing and wiring the brain to obviously the results you want so I wanted to finish the race which is what I was doing so visualizing completing the race going through the finish line after the end of the marathon so um, also for all of you that don't know how long an Ironman is it's um 3.8 kilometer swim a 180 kilometer bike ride and a 42.2 kilometer run so it's a big day at the office I was focused on um, the completing that 42 kilometers that marathon at the end there and running through and visualizing how good that would will be fit would feel and all the emotions that had run through me and how proud my partner would be and the kids how happy they'd be to see me again because they wouldn't have seen me for a while because <laughs> I've been racing all day um, I also focused on the power and strength I had through the race um, I also visualized overcoming any obstacles so like flat tires or cramping legs or pain in certain areas and able to overcome that and keep racing so I, I visualized those areas as well and you can do this those exact same things before meetings before business meetings before any important assessments um, exams anything like that you can do the same thing. You can do your visualizations and your meditations beforehand to visualize the results you want and obviously fire and wire those circuits and obviously prime the brain for what you want to do and where you want to go. So your brain's going to be picking up and doing the things that you want to be doing and putting you in the right path to start with. And then I go through after my meditation a standard brekkie, just as normal stuff. So setting up my race um, transition around the bike, um, just standard stuff, but just before the race so like I'm about to line up to go for the swim I'll do a quick warm-up swim just a really quick one for me on the Ironman it was so normally I do a bit more but today I was a bit nervous and a, a lot of different um, emotions were coming in and I was yeah mostly nervous and like you know you're getting wound up a bit bit of stress obviously from the nervousness and to harness that I stopped took six long deep breaths and I was able to reset and gain control back over my stress reduce that down into a calm state because that stress is not going to help me the the adrenaline boost is going to be great if you 
can use that, you can and will use that for shorter periods or for myself, shorter races, that's okay to use. But for an Ironman being out that long, I can't have the adrenaline running for that long. I, yeah, it won't last. <laughs> I'll, fall, I'll fall off the edge of the cliff pretty much. So once I'd calm myself down and gain control over that, those feelings again and all that, that overwhelming sensation of I'm about to do an Ironman, I then was just sitting in the water and I started going over all the training all the difficulties I've overcome, all the things that I've had to do to get to where I was there, all the sacrifices that happened, like not seeing the kids for long periods of time because I was out exercising, riding or running for a long period of time, all those things, I went through it and I go, and I reaffirmed that I deserve to be here and I deserve to be racing this race and deserve to be finishing the race too. So I'm going all over all these things just before I race. I also then thank my body for rocking up on the day like I, I felt really good I wasn't injured at any point um, before the race so I was in prime physical state ready to go and so I thank my body for that and thank my body for doing all the training and I thank my body for what it was about to go through it didn't know what it was going to go through yet but I did and I thanked it for what it was about to go through I do that just to show gratitude and thanks to prime my body for performance because if you're angry at your body, and I don't know whether um, you've looked into that um, water, and obviously you've made up of a heap of water, but what you think and what you feel towards your body is obviously a reflection of what your body's going to give you back. So I really wanted to get my body into a, a, a very happy, um, and I want to show gratitude towards it and the water and everything in my body um, and be thankful for it. So I was in a peak state, and my body was in a molecular, a, a better molecular state to train and go through this very stressful event that I was about to go through. I also found when I was racing that the the power of the why, why was I racing, why was I doing this race, helped me in a lot of different points. And I did do a um, an Instagram post on your why and how powerful it can be. And if you use it correctly, it can fuel you to do extraordinary things. And I do believe it's part of the reason why I got through my home end because there was points we'll go over later, um, very soon, sorry, that just destroyed me mentally and physically, so I got through the swim, let's, let's start, let's, let's start with the race, so the swim started, and it was, it was quite good, it was quite, um, nice and flat, calm conditions, I just took it easy, I did start racing to start with, but I went, no, it's an Ironman, relax, so I got through my two laps and got out to the um, transition where the bike was and I felt pretty good like the the swim was nice and easy like it was not hard at all and I did a really good time so I finished the swim in an hour and nine minutes so I was very happy with that I then proceeded from there onto the bike and I started my bike and it started pretty well so I, I felt pretty strong on the bike taking all my nutrition in making sure I kept up on top of that the whole way through um, and then it got to a point, I believe, it was about 90 kilometers into the bike, so halfway, and I started to lose, I don't know, a bit of power and a bit of steam. They had changed the course to make it a bit more hilly, and I don't believe I was fully prepared for the amount of hills climbing I had to do, so I struggled there. And it was getting hotter throughout the day, at that point it was getting pretty warm, and I just started to, you know, the, the little voice that people hear all the time in the back of your head going well you can't do this this is, this is going to be too far you've still got halfway on the bike and then a marathon afterwards and you let that voice start to tell stories and I realized I realized 
wait a second that's not me that's that's a voice inside my head that the I don't know what it is but it's not saying it's telling me the story that I want to hear so I changed the story no I'm halfway I've got it I'm doing really well I'm powering along I'm feeling pretty good so keep going you've done this you've got you've I've, I've done plenty of long rides before just keep going keep the nutrition up make sure you get plenty of water and you'll be fine you'll be, you better smash through no worries at all then I hit the 120 mark so this at this point the bike leg to be as short as possible was a out from the transition area three laps up and back from there and then once you get at the turnaround point on the third lap to come back towards where we were returning for the run was a long part so it was 120 kilometers at that point and I still had 60k to ride back into where we we're going to run into transition number two and at that point I was really struggling my energy levels were low I don't think I was starting to dehydrate I don't believe so I, I believe I still was pretty um, hydrated but my body was just feeling tired and fatigued and maybe it was overeating I'm not sure what the nutrition happened what happened with the nutrition maybe it just was too much hills I wasn't ready for those hills and also the wind was blowing up at that stage as well so it was also taxing my energy as well so but I was prepared for it to be windy um, and give me headwinds in that direction so I had 60 kilometers of riding back through some hills for the next 30 odd kilometers or 25 odd kilometers and then the following 35 kilometers I had to ride on the flat but into some good headwinds all the way back into transition two so all those things those that I got a headwind to go the whole way back in and I'm feeling like rubbish now I've still got to climb these climbs still and they're not they're not big climbs they're not, I'm not gonna say they're massive climbs they're just enough to just take the zing out of my legs and put my brain into a bad mental state again I had to reset it I used that power of my why why am I doing this I'm, I'm proving to my kids to my friends my family that, that you can do anything if you put your mind to it so don't let this negative self-talk that's going on right now do that because if that's the case then you're showing them that that can take over that can keep keep control of you it can dictate whether you do or do not do something or finish or something or start or whatever the case may be so I wanted to prove to everyone that you can do it you put the effort into anything you can achieve anything you wanted to achieve so then I, I got through that I started pushing okay keep going keep going through you got this keep pushing keep pushing keep pushing meanwhile I'm learning to get a more and more steam is falling out like I'm just my legs are just starting to go to jelly and I'm pretty much just in reserves mode just pumping the legs over and hoping that I'm doing a decent time to get back into cans um, I did want to do the ride in under six hours I didn't I got in at six hours in like seven minutes I want to say I'm not sure 605 or 607 um, to six hours and five minutes six hours and seven minutes so I was just over the six hour mark which means I was just under 30 kilometers an hour average speed and you could let that I didn't let that hit me too much because I was like okay look you put in I didn't have anything left for that ride so it wasn't like I didn't try hard enough to get the result I wanted so I, I talked myself into that reason as well so it was really good I also failed to mention at the 165k mark on the bike the wind really got into my face and my lower back started to really tense and get really um, crampy I, I, I wouldn't call it crampy but stiff really stiff is the word I'm looking for and it just hurt to be in the time trial position so that bent over seat position on the bars so 
and that's the most aerodynamic position to be in for this wind. So as soon as I sat up, that, that relieved a little bit and I could get out of the saddle and stretch the legs a bit, but then I got hit by the wind and it slowed me down. So then I had to get back in the time trial position to get more aerodynamic and obviously to be as efficient as possible and not use any, any more um, energy that I, than I needed to. And I really, really just struggled for that next 15 kilometers of just lean over and go ah oh, and I just got sick of being on the bike and I and it got it got to my head a lot then at that point and I just wanted to get off the bike and start my marathon and legs were just screaming at me can we do something different now you've been sitting here for the last six hours doing the same repetitive motion can we change it up a bit and I, all these this negative self-talk was coming in and I kept thinking to myself you've only got 15k to go it's a little bit you've already done 165 kilometers you can do this next part and I kept saying that over and over all the way in you've got 10k to go you've got seven and a half k to go you've got five k to go come on let's do it you've got this and then you can start running and then you can start getting into that motion and it worked it quietened down that negative self-talk in my head that was saying it's just too this is just craziness your back is on fire what are you doing and I was able to just keep pushing through keep pushing through and then the run come so transition two I got there did my changeover got in my running gear off I went I started running and I had a plan for how fast I wanted to run and what speeds and how I was going to run it. Like every 2K, I'd run 100 meters of that or 50 meters of that. That was out of the water by then. That was just blown out of the water because of how shattered my legs were from the right. So I started running. I started running at the 5, five minute 30 pace per kilometer that I tried. That's what I was planning on doing for the first, I want to say, 700 meters. And... I realized then that I needed to adapt what I was doing. I needed to adapt how I was, how I planned and what I planned to do. Okay, to survive this run, <laughs> I need to change up what I'm doing right now. So I did. I adapted and I overcome that obstacle of my leg not going to be out. Not my legs aren't going to be able to do this 2K, 100 walk, 2K, 100 meter walk. This is not going to work. So I adapted it. I, I changed it up. I went, okay, now I'm going to see how a kilometer with a hundred meters walk goes and I did that for a little bit all up to the 5k mark and that's when it hit me I, my my body was just like I'm, I'm done that's all I've got and I was like I've got so much more running to do I've got 37 kilometers more running to do so I needed to get out of that headspace I needed to change it up okay what I wanted to do is just take each run section I did what, however long it was and how much walking I needed to do to recover make sure I go through each aid station and take enough electrolytes and sugars in and water to flush it all down and get keep myself hydrated as much as possible and the electrolytes to keep me hydrated and to stop cramping and those kind of things happening and it worked I was able to just keep pushing through keep going keep pumping through you're comfortable here and I kept talking to myself like this and I would say it out loud I'd say it in my head as well um, and I keep my head full of you've got this keep going you're almost there you've done so X many hours now already like seven or eight hours that seven hours at that stage 
um, coming on eight hours at that stage of racing. So you've got this, keep going. And I kept the self-talk at that point between the five to 25 kilometer mark. Really, really good. Um, then I'd say between 20 and 25 kilometers, I started to feel cramping in my quads, the front of my legs, just above the knees. And I've had it happen before in a race in the half of Ironman and it's completely destroyed me. I've, I haven't been able to run. Like, I, you can't... <laughs> as soon as you straighten, you go to straighten your leg, it just cramps up and you're... Oh, and it is painful as heck. If you've ever had cramps, you know what I'm talking about. And um, it's not fun to run with them, that's for sure. So, as soon as I identified that, I started to use another trick that I've been using during my um, running. I'd have my nutrition, so all that... Um, the electrolytes, the water and the sugars... And I then visualize as I was walking all those, um, all the nutrition and everything I needed assimilating into my body and spreading out to the areas that are needed. So I focus on the electrolytes going to the legs and giving them the electrolytes they need to function properly. So sodium to for the, as a catalyst for the potassium and magnesium to do their job with the muscles to contract and relax. The water to flush the system, get any waste I needed into the, the, the waste system. Um, any toxins out as well I then had the sugars to keep me energy and keep my muscles with the energy and the glucose they needed to keep going and the carbohydrates to keep the energy going so I continued to do that for a long time and it really started to help me so I realized that I needed to bend my legs a little bit more to alleviate some of that cramping that was happening in my legs so obviously if I bend my legs more then I it will stretch semi stretch the quads um, the front of my legs are just above the knee there and relieve the cramping so I'd do that and it turned out that helped me with my running um, increase my stride length of assuming and that's what increased my speed as well so I felt really good there and as well as continuing to visualize those um, that nutrition going into my body and going to where it needed to go and keep me going worked really worked a treat that it really helped my body go well all the way up until I'd say eight kilometers to go I'm going to say eight kilometers to go so about 30 four k mark and i just i'm not sure whether the stomach stopped absorbing the nutrition or what happened but i just ran into a wall and i just had nothing left that last 8k was just as i think i walked just as much as i ran and it wasn't i just hurt but at that stage i'd only had 8k to go and it was probably just about an hour left of running to go. So I just kept pumping it out. Just keep running. Just keep running as much as you can. When you run out of steam, then walk. Walk for as long as you have to to get the energy back. You've got this. You're not at any time limit now. You're really close to the finish. You're not going to go over the time limit where they cut you off and they stop you racing. You are going to finish now if you just keep looking after yourself and just run, walk, run, walk when you need to. So I kept doing that all the way through until the finish and I got over the line and it was amazing to be able to finish that race in 12 hours and 39 minutes and single-handedly the hardest thing I have ever done easily by a long shot <laughs> I've done a lot of half Ironmans and raced a lot of half Ironmans hard but this one takes the cake by a long way because it's just a long sustained effort and so many things could go wrong you could injure yourself in the bike or pump yourself pump pump too hard on the bike and you run out of steam and you just really cook yourself on the bike in the heat dehydrate yourself don't obviously keep the water up or hydration up and so many things go wrong but it all went right for me to finish that race and i was very happy um little chappy as i went over the line that's for sure 
and now some of the, some of the post race pain I would call it um, when I finished there was some pretty good chafing or not so good chafing that happened from my running gear obviously um, it just being out there for five hours of running my your legs aren't going to like rubbing against each other it doesn't matter how good your, your running gear is so that was pretty nasty down there it's pretty raw and sore it still is right now so this is about four days after the event so um, pretty good chafing I didn't notice it it was funny I didn't notice it during the race it was only when I stopped or actually really the next day that I actually really started to feel that mainly because my legs my lower back were hurting that much that I didn't notice the chafe at that stage probably and just the pain in my joints from being obviously on my feet and exercising for that period of time was crazy and I didn't take any painkillers I don't take any painkillers for any of that things that my my joints are sore for a reason I don't want to mask that I want to try and improve that I want to fix that so when I'm lying in bed that night I'm I was focusing on I do my healing meditation I call it and I pulse from my head and chest and it's a golden like I picture a golden um, pulse of light going through my body and just healing all those bits and pieces on me so and that helped I like the pain went away the joint pain went away also obviously getting off my feet helped as well um, I ate a heap of food as well afterwards um, that was also another trick another another trick sorry it's another tricky thing I had to get over my stomach didn't want to eat but I needed to fuel my body because it was so depleted and that's really what all, all I've got to say about the race like and then the next couple of days after the race it was like obviously the drive home from where we, where we were coming from was tough sitting in the car driving home you got stiff and sore sitting down so getting out keeping on the stretching and I, I religiously stretched after the race and I believe that that's single-handedly has helped me very rebound so well and I have done a run today um, it was nice and gentle and relaxing run it wasn't anything strenuous but I was able to run and I believe it's because of all the stretching and the meditations I've been doing on focusing on recovery and getting my body right again which helped so if you implement all those little bits and pieces that I've talked through there's there's heaps of stuff in there that I've said like self-talk meditation visualization um, yeah, being on top of how you, where you are mentally and obviously having that power and knowing you've got the power to control the way your body responds to um, situations and stresses and you can really control the way your life goes so that's that's what I just wanted to share with you this this Ironman race and how the lessons I've learned out of it and what we can go ahead now you can go ahead and um, implement into your life as well so that's all for this week if you like the episode, make sure you share it with all your friends and family and make sure you get on that Facebook page and give that a like and follow it. Also, get on our Instagram and follow along there too so you can keep up to date with what's happening in the Become Limitless community. Until next time, stay limitless.